Welcome to Worms Are a Myth, an outdoorsy podcast brought to you by Whale Shark Adventure Co. I'm Christian. I'm Carrie. <laughs> and we're talking today about Carrie's awesome 50K that she did recently. Woo. Woo. Because she's a badass. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> so just um, explain real quick just just everything about what you did. Just just the overall summary. Just the overall. <laughs> like so the, you didn't really do anything that important. You just kind of ran end. like 30 plus miles and, and, you know, no big deal, right? Yeah, totally. No big deal. <laughs> what, um, what, what, uh, how many races have you done in the past 12 months before this? <laughs> Zero. Yeah. How many races have you done in the past three years? Mm, zero. Okay. So you I felt ready. I think my last race... <laughs> What? Yeah, I felt ready. I think my last race was my junior year in high school. Okay, and that was a while ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> so now looking back, what uh, what what have you what have you what did you learn? Well, for, just tell us how it went. Okay, first I'm just gonna introduce the race. Yeah. So I ran in the Labor Pains 12 hour endurance race. It's called Labor Pains because because it was Labor Day because it was on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so um, basically the premise of the race is that it's a five-mile loop, and you want to see how many loops you can do in a 12-hour time period. Trail run. Trail running, yes, it's a trail. Um, the actual terrain was very rocky, and there was a lot of elevation for this part of the country, so it was a lot of just up with two and a half miles up the mountain, two and a half miles down the mountain, two and a half miles up the mountain, two and a half miles down the mountain. Um but yeah, you just were supposed to see how far you could go. And honestly, prior to running this race, the farthest I'd ever run was a half marathon. Yeah. And that was a long, like I said, a long time ago. And half marathon is 13.1. Mm-hmm. And um, a 50K is 31.2 Sounds miles. about right. <laughs> so definitely. That's ridiculous. Definitely overshot. So... <laughs> You're probably thinking to yourself, why did I decide to do this to myself and my body? Yes, why did you decide to do this to yourself (laughs) and your body? So, I have friends who run ultras, and last, this past April, I was supposed to run an ultra. I signed up for it, paid my 80 bucks, was gonna run this race, and didn't. Um, And my friends were pissed. (laughs) Because... They were trying to convince me it'd be so fun, and that it was super up my alley, and that I'd really like it, um, and I just didn't want to train over the winter, quite honestly, so I didn't, and then I didn't run it. So? So then, a month ago, <laughs> before this race, um, they convinced me to sign up, slash, they just signed me up, and I didn't do anything. And didn't give you a choice. No, they kind of guilt tripped me into it, um, which, you know, that's what good friends do. Right. And then that was it. I was signed up for my first ultra marathon. So that was a month out. Mm-hmm. You I had... think it was a little bit longer than a month, but right around. Give a couple days, give or take a couple days. You had a month to get in the mindset and train and prepare yourself to run 50, 50 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Did you know that you were going to run 50 kilometers? Or, like, you don't have to. No. You have to run at least two laps to be considered a finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't actually. So why why did you end up running 50K? Did you just run until you felt you couldn't? Or what was no. your mindset? Um, I, I don't know. It was just like in the moment I was feeling really good and I was like, there's no way I'm not running a 50K today. Because you texted me um, <laughs> maybe three, two, three hours into the race after after uh, you dreading it and you were feeling pretty good. You texted yeah. me that you were, you were ahead of pace. Uh, yeah. I had projected for myself that I was going to try and do six loops which is 25 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, no, that's. Is that math? No, it's not math. It's 30 miles. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, or at least that was my goal. I know you said you wanted to push yourself to do 30. Yeah, I thought 30 
would be fine. But then if I was going to do 30, why wouldn't I just do the extra 1.2? Right. Because that would be dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt really good during the race. Yeah. And as it was going. And we'll get more into that. Yeah. But like when I get down to the nitty gritty details. <laughs> but yeah, I was feeling really good. And all of my friends were running the 50K. Right. So I was like, why not? And your your the friend who signed you up, uh, you beat him. Yeah, I did by sixty two people. <laughs> the person who who <laughs> who runs. Mm-hmm. He runs hundred uh, mile ultras all the time. All the time. Well, not all the time, but he runs fifty miles more than you do. Which yeah, he is... is an ultra runner. Like that's his <laughs> thing. Is he yes. runs ultras? Um, so that's impressive. I'm. I was especially on the day very proud of myself. Yeah, it should be. Um, but going into this. You're probably also thinking, wow, there is probably a lot of training involved in that. You have to be in top physical condition to run a marathon or an ultra marathon because mm-hmm. that's even farther than a marathon. And you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was zero physical training in prep for this. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just showed up on race day. Mm-hmm. Um, you did have a new pair of shoes. I did. That's not a good thing. You're supposed to not have new shoes. Right. Well, at this point, they were uh, a few days. Uh, a few your... days old. <laughs> yeah, um, but, basically. But you showed up, no training, with new pair of shoes, feeling, feeling good. No, not feeling good. <laughs> um, no. So basically, the reason that I didn't train was because I got a concussion um, very shortly after signing up for this race Mm -hmm. um which we talked about on our last podcast a little bit yeah last episode um but basically i had planned to go backpack in new hampshire with a good friend of mine for a week and really kind of kick my ass in gear and get myself in shape um and really push myself so that i would be in shape for this race and the concussion really threw a wrench in that i basically just ended up sitting in my bed for days on end because I was too dizzy to even, and my neck hurt too bad to even walk, let alone run. Or... Yeah, you were, you were in pretty rough shape. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not someone who's prepping to run an ultra marathon. No. So, <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, I am in pretty good or decent, let's go with decent physical mm-hmm. condition. Um, I do a lot of swing dancing, so my quads are good, my cardio is good. And I, I hike a lot, so I was okay. Definitely not in shape for the what I was intending to do. However, I was, like, more than your average Joe. Do you want to talk about how what you did to get in the mindset, what we did the, the few days before, even the night before, leading in to the race itself? Yeah, so I basically tried to avoid thinking about it until the very last possible moment (laughs) just (laughs) ignorance is bliss and i didn't want to think about how i was going to be trashing my body um and then the few days before like kind of the week before it really started to hit me and the pressure was mounting and the more the closer we got to it the more and more i was like oh shit (laughs) shit 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 um you're freaking out getting up to it right so especially because it wasn't like i i have a lot of i have all the clothing i need from hiking and climbing i have all of the um nutrition knowledge that i need from backpacking which i think was very very beneficial i think if i didn't backpack that i would have been having a much harder time during the race because i would have been trying to like i don't know eat healthy or some bullshit um (laughs) instead of just like no you need calories you need caffeine and you need to go (laughs) which is just the diet of swedish fish and jerky sticks (laughs) what a combo i know i know so leading up to the the actual race it was more stressing me out because i had to go to the store to get food and i needed new shoes which we got only a few days beforehand Um, I needed a vest or some kind of device to hold water and food, which for this race wasn't a huge deal because there was an aid station every two and a half miles. Right. However, I have a lot of food allergies, so I had to carry a lot of my own food. 
Um, just because I can't trust stuff that I didn't make myself. Um, especially in that scenario where I'm going to be in the woods all day. Um, because anything could happen and I'm not trying to get sick. Yeah. What, or nothing. what, um, what gear did you end up going with? What vest did do you, did you like it? Did it work out well during the race? Would you recommend it? Yeah, I took, we ended up getting the Osprey Dyna, uh, one and a half liter pack, I think. Um, I absolutely loved it. I came into this with the mindset that I hate running with hydration bladders because in the past I had done it with stuff that wasn't as close fitting as a hydration vest and this just made it seem like not a big deal at all and it was amazing it fit me really really well it didn't chafe it didn't move it carried and you were all kind of worried about the one that you got yeah because you were originally looking at one that was a little bit more expensive um what was i worried about it i don't remember i think you were worried that well a just the price tag uh, you were scared off by but just that it was going to hold a bigger bladder and that was going to react the same way that a, a traditional pack would bouncing up and down oh yeah i don't remember thinking that but i also a lot of that week was a blur so <laughs> probably true but you made the right choice yeah it was an excellent excellent pack i absolutely loved it it had all the pockets for my swedish fish there's a pocket <laughs> in the back for my phone so i could listen to an audiobook <laughs> what did you listen to um, I listened to one of the Cormoran Strike novels by Robert Galbraith, a.k.a. J.K. Rowling. Nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically leading up to this whole event, I was freaking out, especially the closer and closer it got. And it definitely reached ahead the night before. And why don't you tell us what we did the night before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... What, what did we do? I we don't... went to... I picked you up... I met you at work. Mm -hmm. And we ran around REI getting food and my right. hydration vest yeah. and stuff and i was crying slash giggling slash crying oh you mean you want me to to explain how we got into a bit of a a tiff is that what you're oh well yeah but we're not there yet we're not there yet <laughs> oh what else happened no then we went to get tacos and i ate three we tacos did, yes and they were delicious and guacamole and I then I we remember. went to wegmans and i bought way too much food because i was in the mindset of backpacking at this point because that was my only point of reference right and i bought so much food you bought a lot of food i bought wait i'm still eating this food <laughs> <laughs> i remember thinking as you were picking all this out like yeah i, I know you're gonna burn a lot of calories and you get hungry. i bought enough food like to to last me a week backpacking Right, and when when we when we been backpacking together, when we prep, it was almost exactly the same. It was that seemed like a lot to me, but I I know I'd have never done this, so I don't know. Yeah, I'd <laughs> never done it either, and I think because that was my only point of reference was feeding myself while backpacking. Right. I was just like, I'm just gonna bring more food rather than less food because I would rather have more food. I just kept thinking, where are you gonna put it? <laughs> Do you mean in me or on my vest? <laughs> either. <laughs> I meant, um, we well, don't carry the it the whole time. Oh, so you were leaving it back I have, at I had the, a drop bag. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we so, had a whole setup. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and then we went home, and I was freaking out. Yeah, and <laughs> and I wasn't really understanding where your headspace was. So why don't you paint the picture from your side of what you well, what was going through your mind? We were sitting on the floor, and you were you, you had all your gear spread out, and and because I know you're you're very visual, you need to look at everything and and consume it, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and kind of put it in, departmentalize it uh, visually. Yeah. Um, and this whole time you were in this weird zone, kind of between <laughs> nervous and just pissed off, and I didn't understand that. Um. And so I just kept I kept asking you questions, but I, but from the from the way that I was asking them, you weren't taking it well no. because I was curious genuinely, and I was trying to understand why you were why you were feeling the way you that were you asking were. me things like it's supposed to be fun. Why are you so stressed out? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> like I wanted to kill you, <laughs> and not because of anything you were doing, just because. And as we and through our tiff discussed and by tiff we just mean discussion quite honestly yeah it wasn't a fight it was not a fight <laughs> no, it was just it was just him 
not understanding me being a psycho and me being a psycho. So I am a very competitive human being. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you've listened to our podcast at all, you'll probably have already known that. Um, just because like I'm a peak bagger specifically because I'm very competitive and I right. like that kind of goal setting. Um, but I've always been like that through sports when I, I sw- swam, I played soccer, horseback ride, like it didn't, it didn't matter. I'm just, and not to pr- prove to other people that I'm good at things. I just like being good at things. Sure. And I like conquering things. Self-drive. Yeah. I am very, very, I, I guess it goes with me being hard on myself, but I'm like, I'm going to be good at and this. And you're very hard on yourself. Yeah. So it's just, it was this culmination of just the worst things of both like competitiveness and also nervousness for having a new experience and then also fear because this was gonna fucking suck and then it was so it was it was a perfect storm of just weird emotions to have all at the same time so you when you were describing it to me you used a phrase uh that you've used before about um backpacking um what what was that you said it was um it wasn't it's not gonna be fun oh no it's type two fun type two fun it's type two fun yeah type one fun is you do it because it's a fun thing to do type two fun is just this is the worst scenario you've ever put your body in at all but it's going to be fun probably in the aftermath and then sometimes during the middle which is so that's that's part of why I was confused because I'm just not like that, and I. <laughs> well, that's like the same thing. Like why, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, it's like I pushing totally yourself, and it's fun because you're pushing yourself. And right. if you're not that kind of person, then you're not that kind of person. I am. I'm the least competitive yeah. person in the entire world. Like I, I, I would be like, oh, you, you don't want to get wet here. Walk across me. Yeah, so no, I would. I'm. It, it's. I love type two fun. It's just very stressful at times. Like, it's the kind of fun where... Like a masochist. <laughs> no, it, it's super fun, and then it's so rewarding. Nothing right. Nothing worth doing is easy. So, therefore, just do the hard stuff, and it'll probably be fun. Yeah, no, I get I get pushing yourself. I get that there should be challenges. I yeah. don't know. I just... Yeah, it's just definitely... <laughs> you just yeah. are that kind of person. I, yeah, I'm 100% that kind of person. So... Yeah. You know, it, but then you, you understood, and then we realized that I'm a psycho. And, and it then, made everything a lot better. Yeah, and then we went to bed, and I was just so anxious about this race that I didn't fall asleep until... You had a very hard time I And then I was, like, crying because I couldn't sleep because I was so tired, but then also I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning, and I didn't fall asleep until, like, 2.30 I remember... I, well, so I was out. <laughs> yeah, you... Yeah, I yeah. fell asleep very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My nerves were very calm. I was not. Going into this race. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't, I didn't isn't even crewing. <laughs> um, I remember I woke up several times to to you just going. Ugh. Yeah, I was so like you angry. were you were you were audibly <laughs> because ob- I would upset. like I would roll over and thinking I would be all comfy and then I'd be so furious that I was also not comfortable in this position that I would just go. <sighs> Like, I would just, like, I would huff and puff and just you, be... literally... Oh, I was so irritated. And then I just were keep scoffs. rolling around. Oh, I was so annoyed. <laughs> because it's, like, 2.30 in the morning. I cannot fall asleep. And I need sleep. Like, yeah. I, I... There's no... There's no negotiation mm-hmm. in that. And I knew that I needed to be up at 4.30. And I was just miserable. <laughs> right. So, so 4.30 rolls around. Mm-hmm. What was your... Um, now that you're in... You've entered race day. We're in game mode. You're in game mode. Yeah. What what were the thoughts going through your head? Um, honestly, like like both driving there and arriving to. Oh, we'll go th- we'll go through because <laughs> my friends definitely made the difference of my mood in the morning uh-huh. for sure. So wake up at four thirty, brush teeth, get on clothes, and then leave, mm-hmm. and just jam out to ridiculous something or others on Spotify. It's like the sing songs and good songs to sing in the shower playlist that's a good one it's a good one so mm-hmm. we're jamming all the way to where we're meeting or by we i just mean myself the royal way um <laughs> uh to meet my friends to drive all together because it's like about an hour and a half away this race and there is this ultra runner apparently who runs like ridiculous races like 100 mile races but like 
in jeans. Which sounds horrible. And so, first of all, we're just giggling about him, and I, I don't remember his name. But then, for this, the whole drive there, apparently this is something that he says all the time. So then, my friend Sharon is just going, race day! What's better than getting to run all day long? <laughs> just over and over. So, I hate that. <laughs> oh, it was fucking hysterical, because she just has this cadence about the way she delivers things, and it's just so funny. So then, that's, that, I don't know how to describe the vibe on the way to the race, other than Sharon just saying race day. Mm-hmm. What's better than getting to run all day long in her Sharon voice? Oh, loads of things. <laughs> I could think of loads of things, but um, go on. But yeah, so we get there, we check in, we park, we build our little base camp. Um, right. We brought like a big shade tent and threw all of our, of our like drop bags down and mm-hmm. are getting our numbers, blah, blah, blah. And at this point, <coughs> excuse me, at this point, I'm seeing a lot of other runners who look so legit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, damn. What about them? seemed legit so we can kind of uh paint the stereotype i was talking to jim about this my other ultra runner friend and he was saying that um i think it's he says it's it's part of imposter syndrome even though you think that you shouldn't be there you probably should be and you Mm -hmm. deserve to be there so then therefore everyone around you just looks so much better than you really they're just wearing the exact same things i am like just ridiculous patagonia neon you know whatever it doesn't matter it's just you know classic runner like yeah buffs well on that, the head that goes hats. for anything um listeners don't <laughs> just do it just oh i hate that i just quoted nike but Ooh, yeah, you just <laughs> don't let that don't let the image throw you off like yeah you, of course you're not gonna look the part the first day the first time right but. and even then i looked the part because i had all the hiking stuff like the, i did looked the exact same as everyone else there yeah. they just seemed more legit to me because they were also it's there. always gonna seem that way yeah. yeah so i was walking around being thinking that exactly and then sharon says oh don't worry the people who look the most legit you're mm-hmm. gonna pass them while they're on the ground vomiting and crying and just become <laughs> like in a heap of their own vomited tears and i was like oh okay <laughs> So, like, that's the vibe we have going into the race. It's a good vibe. Yeah. Um, so, actual race time. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and what was the weather like? Oh, the weather was actually, I don't think it could have been better. It was amazing. It's, it's, it had been hot. Yeah, we were in the middle of a heat wave at that point, like or like right at the beginning of a heat wave. And right. very luckily, it was honestly in the 70s. It was cloudy. Uh, we were in the trees most of the time anyway, but it was like... For the morning, up until probably like two o'clock in the afternoon, it was cool and misty and it was yeah. a little humid. But other than that, it was really, really nice out. I couldn't have asked for better. And the, the ground was pretty muddy. and Oh, the ground was very muddy. We just were covered in mud everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it smelled like sewage. It was gross. That's disgusting. And you could tell when someone had fallen down in the mud. Because they would run by and just smell like sewage. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even be near, like, the big mud piles. Like, the mud would go up past my ankle, like, mm. to give you kind of a visual. Yeah. Um, it was pretty, pretty grungy. So, I, I interrupted. You were about to explain, like... Actual race. Actual race. Actual race! So, so I'm picturing someone... You're all lined up. Someone shoots a gun. No. and then you you you're off and no. there's like a rabbit on a track and i didn't you're know this about <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know this about um these kinds of races but honestly you walk for the first like mile mile and a half no that makes sense to me not because you want to but because there's so many people it's just you're too kinda, crowded you're in a conga line yeah like quite <laughs> not, it's, no honestly that's what everybody was just calling it shoulder, it's just, to, you're shoulder, shoulder to shoulder in a conga yeah. line you run for a few steps then you walk because there's nowhere you can go mm-hmm. um are the first are the front runners like just decades ahead i wouldn't know because i wasn't up there <laughs> <laughs> no they are they like and people are very kind when you mm. want to pass them it's just in yeah. the very very beginning of the race there is really no need. So the general spirit of this cluster of folks uh, at the start is warm and friendly, not like pushing people oh, aside, trying to, no. trying to get a better time I, off the I bat. I have never met a nicer group of people 
it, it's a very, very different vibe from any of the road races. Honestly, all the road races I've done have been really good people, too. Runners are generally really cool people. It takes a special kind of person to run that long. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's just really encouraging. And that's kind of a theme throughout the whole day is you pass somebody, they say, great job. Like, you're looking fresh. Keep going. Like, a girl. Let's go. Um, or you you or like vice versa you just go back and forth like it's it's a very encouraging community um so at the very beginning we're all kind of just like uh, okay this is gonna start race day what's better than running all day long <laughs> so it's it's a very kind of you can feel everyone being excited for race day yeah so it's fun so uh lap one lap one so the first couple miles of lap one are conga line style. So just back to back. Jim passes us. Oh, I should probably introduce the group. Um, <laughs> it's me, my friend Sharon, her sister Christine, and then also our friend Jim. Jim signed you up. Jim signed me up. Jim is Sharon, the one who runs. Sharon also runs ultras. Yeah. So I was going to say, what is everyone's experience level oh, in this okay. group? Um, so Jim runs 100 milers, mm -hmm. 50 milers, that kind of Seasoned. thing. Seasoned. Yeah. But out of shape. Sure. He had a baby in June, so very out of shape. Right. Very fluffy as we Full call on him. dad mode. We, yeah. <laughs> dad bod was real. Dad bod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Sharon and her sister Christine both run 50Ks, 50 milers, a lot together. I don't, neither of them have the desire to run 100 miles. So they stick with 50Ks and 50 milers. Oh, they just stick with 50K. Oops, I just bumped the mic. They just stick with 50Ks. <laughs> yeah, like, no, big, no deal. big deal. No big deal. But that's like the short, the short race in the world of ultras I'm learning. Okay. Um, But I mean, it's still far. It's still far than a right. marathon. But so, so largely you are the least seasoned member oh, yeah. of this pack oh yeah we're called the trotters and you're not you. a team it's no, individual it's, it's just individual but like we came as a squad just came as a squad squadron right of trotters so um, so you're in the middle of lap one mm -hmm. and and so we're conga lining and jim goes up ahead he's feeling good for this even though it's conga line he still goes ahead because there's places you can pass there's like some spots where it's easier to pass than others because it's wider because most of the race is like a narrow footpath. Um, but then I stick with Sharon and Christine. And they're Sharon's a pretty good pacer, so she paced us pretty well. And um, like once we actually started moving. And for the first two laps, I stayed with them. And we were feeling pretty good, running pretty good. Um, kind of like the front of the middle of the pack at this point. Right. So first lap went well. And then... For whatever reason, in my mind, when we were stopping at the, like, the start again, um, I was like, oh, we're going to eat a snack. We're going to take a breather. Nope. You just keep going. <laughs> you just you just move. And I, I don't know why I thought that we were going to stop, but we just didn't. And well, so you could have. We could have, but it just wasn't the mentality. So I was like, oh, we're just, we're moving now. Right. Grab a handful of potato chips. Let's go. Yeah. Um, refill my Swedish fish pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you got you gone through a bag of swedish fish um from, half a bag <laughs> on the first lap <laughs> half a bag. no 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 i had like one of those big halloween candy bags like the king size bags so they weren't individually packaged sir <laughs> <laughs> um and then the second lap was very very similar but towards the end of the second lap i was feeling it more um so i was like mm, i'm thinking i might hang back a little bit on the third just because the day is so long and we're only 10 miles in and I don't want to burn myself out. But you were still feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. I was still feeling pretty good. Um, I think I texted you at that point mm -hmm. and was excited and stuff. Yeah, because that's the first I had heard. I was at work. That's the first time that I had heard from you since you started. Was the 10-mile mark. And you were, yeah, you were going strong. Yeah. yeah, I was feeling really good. Um, and at that point... Yeah, I let Sharon and Christine go because they were cruising. Mm -hmm. Sharon's a beast. So is Christine, but Sharon, like the way, even the, the way Sharon runs, she's a beast. I don't even know how to, she's just got the mindset to be a pacer and she just goes and you're just like, okay, okay, we're going to keep up with Sharon. Okay. <laughs> um, and then lo and behold, 
there we see Jim up ahead. Sir Trots a lot. Sir Trots a lot. As we deemed him this day. And he was just having a hard time. He lost his shoe in the mud and had to dig for it like an animal. <laughs> just was in the mud trying to dig for his shoe. And it was it was. It just Amazing. sucked it off his foot. It did. That's yeah. great. Um, did that happen to a lot of people? I have not. I don't think so. <laughs> just Jim. <laughs> just Jim. Okay. All right. Oh, Sir Trots a lot. But he was he was feeling it at this point. So he was also planning on scaling back. And initially, his goal for the day was fifty miles. And at this point in the race, he was like, "That's just not going to happen today." Um. So I'm just gonna just reel it back in. Like let's take a step back right. and kind of just breathe and think about it so i did the next three laps with him um and it was a lot of walk what you can't run essentially which i didn't really understand that that was the mindset of ultras before mm-hmm. running one was just you run what you can you're not gonna walk i'm not running the uphills there's just i'm not and right. nobody is because that's silly <laughs> you just gotta hike them because at this point you aren't exhausted but, and I get it like this if backpacking as well, but you just get kind of loopy mm-hmm. because you're, A, you're having fun, you're playing in the woods, but B, you're eating a lot of Swedish fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there's just like... Well, and you get to, especially in a, in a in a loop, a closed circuit that you're just doing over and over oh, again, yeah. it gets monotonous, it gets I monotonous, guess. monotonous, but... Um, yeah, so then you just turn to... This is what I really loved about running this race with friends, too, is because that was invaluable to my mental game the whole time. Because Jim wasn't doing great these laps. Like, he was feeling it more than I was, especially, like, second lap that we did together, third lap that we did together. The third one, he was really feeling it. He had hurt his back at work the week before. Um, I say excuses, but... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding (laughs) no he had hurt his back and he's been out of shape so he was really really feeling it um and i especially in those moments just get really goofy on the trail and just am the cheerleader and just go goofy and do random dancing and just you know like sing songs about potato chips and as one does that's what you do (laughs) um so after our three together i decide to scoot on along by myself to finish out. And at this point, um, we're still way before the cutoff. Um, and I'm feeling pretty good. I am an Advil in at this point, <laughs> if not two. <laughs> Starting to feel it. Yeah, I think yeah. I took my first Advil on the fourth lap. Were you just pre-gaming Advil at, at, at the yeah, first one? Yeah, and I, well, I asked Jim, I was like, ooh, my legs are starting to feel it. I think I might take... This was at the beginning of, like, I think the third or the fourth lap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I might take an Advil when I get back. And he goes, oh, yeah, definitely do. It's better to... Or it's easier to control it if you get ahead of it. Right. So it's harder to play catch up with the um, with your legs being in pain. Sure. Um, if you wait to take pain relievers. Yeah. And things like that. So yeah. um, when we got back to our aid station tent, uh, I took... An Advil, put some noon with caffeine in my hydration bladder just to give me an extra zip. We love noon. We love noon. We do. What flavor were you rocking? Uh, lemon lime. That's a good one. I like. I don't. I can't do the raspberry one or like the. Some of the fruity ones are are, they make, are rough. They like leave a weird taste in my mouth. Yeah. Not because they taste bad, but because I do. I think it just messes with my stomach more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but. Uh, so, for for everyone who's not familiar with Noon, it's a wonderful product. Uh, they're capsules. Um, they kind of look like tums. They're like no, they're, yeah, they're and like you, tablets. They're not capsules. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Yeah, they're they're tablets, and you dissolve them in your water bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can shake them up, and and they just continue to release uh, flavor, nutrients, caffeine, right? Um, electrolytes, electrolytes, salts. Um, cause basically, especially when you're running this long or if you're hiking or whatever, you need, it's like the idea of Gatorade. You need yeah. those electrolytes and the sodium to process the water so you can stay hydrated and that your muscles won't cramp up and stuff like that. They're really helpful. It's, it's honestly <laughs> a lifesaver. <laughs> um, they're fantastic for hiking yeah. as well, but 
And as far as nutrition goes throughout the race at this point, I'm doing pretty good. I had eaten a couple bars, handful of chips at each aid station. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the sweetest fish because delicious. Did you have to refill your vest? Uh, oh, the yeah. water. Oh yeah, yeah. So how soon? How frequently were you refilling? Um, well, because there was water every two and a half miles, I wasn't drinking it that from the reservoir. From no every mile from, there was water every two and a half miles at the aid stations. Right. Oh, so yeah, so I wasn't drinking as much from the water, the reservoir. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Um, I would, but I am the kind of person I need to take sips. I can't just dump water on my stomach mm-hmm. at an aid station and just be like, okay, good to go. Like I need to constantly, if I'm thirsty, I need a drink. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so it was a lot of just sipping, sipping. I definitely drank more water as the day went on. Right. Like the later laps, I definitely drank more because a it got hotter. Um, and B, I was more tired and more dehydrated at this point. Not, I think I stayed pretty hydrated throughout the race, but just in comparison to the start of the race, um, just as the day went on, I drank more and more out of my bladder consistently. Right. Um, and then I did the last lap by myself. And at this point it's, it's rough, right? (laughs) just struggling to push along (laughs) yeah like mentally i'm not doing as well because i'm alone now and i tend to i mean i I was still mentally doing okay but i was like i'm tired it was kind of like a back and forth in between my mind it was like i'm tired this is hard but oh my god we're at mile 22 or or not 20 like 26 or oh we're at 27 or like, oh my god, we just beat a marathon. Like, I remember doing a little dance at the marathon line because I was so excited. Breaking it up into little bits like that, like little victories, seems like the way to go. Oh, yeah. I think my mental game was honestly... The only reason it was so strong was because there was an aid station every two and a half miles. Two and a half miles is not a long time. And sure. so, I mean, in the grand scheme of a 50 Well, so your pace at this point was... Um, what like like an hour 20 per loop okay ish um because in the beginning it was like an hour a loop um which isn't the fastest of all time but then it definitely got slower as it went on and then my last lap was pretty good i think i did that in an hour 22 because like i think if the fifth one because jim wasn't doing well was like a 140 mm-hmm. um which is pretty slow but we were stopping a lot and then um i picked it back up um, and the last one, because I did a lot of running the last lap. Like, I kind of surprised myself. Right. Because at that point, my legs are shot. Like, no amount of Advil is going to save me. <laughs> You're over the hump at that point. There's yeah. No, there's no oh, turning there's, back. There's no turning back at <laughs> all. Um, and I'm running. I'm feeling good. There's, like, a lot of... There were a couple sections that were hard, more difficult as the day went on. And, like, rocky type things. Like, the last, like, 80 feet of the race, right before the the finish line um it's just a rock scramble like a straight up rock scramble and it was horrible when you're tired because you just are crawling up clinging to life on these rocks (laughs) um but that loop i felt really really proud of myself the whole time i was in a really good mood because i was just i was just so happy i was like the runner's high was real and then um, basically to finish the 50K, because that's only 30 miles is six loops, um, you run out to the turnaround point. Mm-hmm. So you tell them you're going to go do that because you, you couldn't do partial laps in this race unless you were finishing something like your 50K, your 50 mile or your 100K. Um, so I told them what I was going to go do and then I ran and I did it. And I ran that whole bit like pretty well because it was only a mile. Mm-hmm. Um and I just remember finishing and being elated. Yeah, and knowing you're gonna, you're about to be done. I'm yeah. sure gives oh, you an extra people, boost of energy. It, it was a really big. It was at this German like community center, so there were picnic tables everywhere. So there's runners everywhere, and they see you, and they're so encouraging. And this goes back again to what I was saying of them, the whole community just being really, really cool and encouraging and sweet and they see you running still, you know, you're doing good. And, um, 
like to the, like at this point most people are walking so anyone sees you running and they're like oh you look so fresh like ah, ah, ah. and like they're like all screaming for you like people i don't even know nor have i seen prior to the like that moment are like cheering and screaming for me as i'm running towards the finish line and like finishing like and they don't even know me it's just it's a really cool community cuz that's rare with strangers people Absolutely. aren't usually that cool but then i did it I finished my 50K in eight hours and 18 minutes. Way to go. I was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. That, that is so cool. I was. I remember texting everybody in all caps. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm a motherfucking badass. I finished my fucking 50K. It's I'm about, so motherfucking cool. <laughs> about exactly what it said. <laughs> I was so proud. I mean, I'm still proud of myself. I don't mean to talk in the past tense, but I was in such, I was on such a high. Yeah. Like I was, and I was not as, I wasn't feeling it as much as I thought I would be yet. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into recovery. But at that point I wasn't feeling it that much yet. So I was still feeling good. I had my Crocs on. I went and I hosed off all the mud off my legs. Just was feeling really good. Had a seltzer. It was delicious. It was orange flavored. (laughs) (laughs) And then we drove home. Yeah. So, um, so now it's been what an hour or two hours, uh, since you finished mm-hmm. and it's starting to creep in. Yeah. Uh, well, it started with the drive home. My stomach started being upset. Right. Like not horribly, just not great. And the first thing that you said when you got in the car. Oh, with you? With me. As you rolled down a window. Oh Yeah. And I was like, I will probably need I'm to go- fart. Yeah. yeah. And that was because great. my stomach is really upset. <laughs> and I've been farting a lot. <laughs> it's just like gas bubbles at that point. And I just really enjoyed that moment. Yeah. Well, I was just being considerate. It was a good moment. Yeah. And then we went to get burgers at yeah. Red Robin. And I remember waiting for the food. A, being delirious. B, being so calorie deficient like didn't matter how much candy i had that day i was still going to be calorie deficient that i felt like i was going crazy like i that i would like just explode or something if i wasn't going to get food within the next like minute there was a moment there i was a little worried about you yeah i was very like i think i might die if i don't eat right now Mm -hmm. but after we ate yeah you felt better yeah i felt a lot better yeah um still still getting more sore yeah the soreness is setting in and that's just anything like it's gonna be worse at night (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you have the whole day behind it um but you were feeling it in your legs the most in your in your quads oh yeah the waddle honestly it wasn't it wasn't like a specific muscle group everything hurt it was yeah just 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 everywhere everywhere no discrimination (laughs) everything hurt (laughs) so we came home and um we thought that getting in the hot tub would be a nice uh which it was and yeah a nice post-race recovery my muscles really decided to unclench that was a weird phrase (laughs) that was a weird phrase (laughs) but my muscles like relaxed (laughs) is a better word um and i say unclenched because they like felt like they like they all had a vice grip on my bones like they were you heard it here first (laughs) you just gotta you just you get in the hot tub and you unclench you let it all loose (laughs) no my muscles felt like they were clinging to my bones for support and like they they did just unknotted themselves in the hot tub and it was amazing um and i brought you a neck pillow Mm -hmm. a a bath pillow Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you were you were out yeah i fell asleep you fell asleep in a hot tub (laughs) And then I remember waking up and just being so, so horrified that I was awake. Not like mad. I was just like, I feel like a zombie. Which hot tubs will do to you anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just was so like disoriented and sore. I just remember crying. (laughs) I don't remember. Like it wasn't about anything. I just remember crying. (laughs) And, and then you, you, when you went to bed, you were out like a light. Yeah. 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 I was just, I, my head hit the pillow and I was, yeah. no, I remember you dropped me off at home and I texted you some kind of like convoluted sappy 
like thing. You did get a little weird there. But it was yeah. weird. Like I and I remember thinking it was weird while typing it, but I still typed it. I think I repeated myself in it. No, like it, it was, was sweet. But then I <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> so then the next day you wake up. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? Um I had to go to work. Yeah. Which honestly that's not great planning no actually was good planning okay because you should move the day after okay sure yeah and so i didn't know that but this kind of was just serendipity (laughs) and um i went to work and i'm not feeling horrible Mm -hmm. i'm i my dad made me breakfast it was very sweet um and I ate breakfast and I went to work and I had a bunch of coffee, which wasn't my brightest idea in hindsight because it messed up my stomach. But, um, but I get to work and I'm waddling around, but I'm not the worst. Like this honestly was like, like a false hope in my recovery (laughs) because I was like, Oh, this isn't horrible. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. I survived. And I still like, and if you do extreme things like this, or even if you just have low blood sugar in general, you know that feeling where you feel like you're just going to die on the spot mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and then you just go, oh, <laughs> I'm low blood sugar, I'm hungry. That was mm. just, and that happens a lot, like, if you're doing high intensity things, but also that can just happen whenever. So this was just, like, recovery from doing high intensity things, and that was just a common, like, oh, I feel really weird oh, I should just probably eat. So then I was eating a lot that day. Um, and steadily and, like, like more and more, my stomach is getting worse and worse. It's just more painful and more painful. And at this point, like, I'm not vomiting. I'm not shitting myself anywhere. Like, it's just, my stomach is just really, really painful. Um, and not, I can't even fart to, like, make it better or, like, throw up to make it better. And it's super annoying And so that day goes by. I'm still feeling okay. At the end of the day, did I see the end of that day? I don't think I did. Um, Did I? I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, But I'm, again, at the end of the day, just not feeling great. So I went to bed at like 7.30. I do remember it was early that that you went to to bed. Um, And then next day, stomach is worse. And it was, everything was far worse. Everything was far worse. The soreness, honestly, like, of this whole experience was the least of my worries, quite honestly. Like, I have been more sore than this in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I want, like, last summer, I hiked Mount Washington and, like, did a bunch of backpacking in the Whites from, like, being on the couch for a while, and that was way worse soreness-wise. Like, I, it was just infinitely worse than this, um, and so, like, this seemed like a walk in the park, so mentally, I'm like, oh... Soreness wise, like I'm okay, um, and then my my insides were just like, ah, bitch, <laughs> nope. And as the day went on, my stomach just like I actually had to go into work late that day. I was supposed to go in at noon, and I went in at two because my stomach was just in so much pain. It was just like searing, sharp pain. Um, and then I just fell asleep. <laughs> Which. So all of all of that we've since learned is pretty pretty common. Normal, yeah. yeah. It's called runner stomach. It's just from your stomach jostling around for that long if it's not used to it, which I think is just it made it worse too because I didn't train a lot for this race. That it you weren't really, conditioned yeah, to it be... really wasn't used to it. Yeah. Um, like if I had been consistently running, it would really it would at least be more used to it than it was. Um, and then so I went into work late that day. And then um, went home, went to bed, was super out of it, like felt delirious again. Throughout this this whole week too, um, I realized that I would be fine and awake one moment, and then the next moment I would just be deliriously tired. Just like there would be no segue. I just out of nowhere would be so tired that I felt like a crazy person, like I couldn't see straight. Like that's how tired. And so. At the end of work that day, I was I was like that. I was pretty delirious. Um, I went home. Did we get water ice that day? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got water ice on Wednesday. Wednesday was the day that I felt like a garbage can. I had to call out of work this day because my butt could not leave a toilet all day, <laughs> <laughs> and my stomach was just horrible. I mean, 
And it's kind of like when you're sick, like, when your body purges like that, it's kind of saying, oh, this is over now. Like, I clean, like, we fixed it. You're good to go now. So mentally, that's what I was telling <laughs> myself was happening. Um, and it, it honestly, it did. But, like, it was just a miserable 24 hours. So what you're saying is post-run, you got a case of the runs. Yeah, I had a bad case of the runs. Yeah. <laughs> Shout that's out great. to Jim's actual Instagram handle. <laughs> Is a bad case of the runs. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but then after that, it steadily got better. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, at this point, we're, we're a little ways after the race. Oh, you, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And where are you at now? Uh, pretty good. As we're talking, I'm icing my toe. Yeah. <laughs> what What's going on over there? <laughs> Well, okay, if we're talking about a foot update from this race, I'm only losing two toenails and I only got one blister. So I think that's, um, I think what what you're about to say is, uh, makes me think of a good point to bring up. Do So you bought your shoes, mm-hmm. um, probably too, too close to the race. Yeah. But you liked them. Yeah. And they performed. They were, yeah, I absolutely loved what them. What shoes were you in, by the way? The Brooks Cascadia 12s. And they were I do really well. I ran in Brooks all in high school when I did track and when I used to do marathon, like half marathons and stuff. So I knew I liked the drop on Brooks, which is the um, the difference in height between where your heel sits and where your toes sit. Um, it's very similar to Solomon, um, which is my shoe of choice for hiking just because it fits my foot really well. The- it's narrow in the heel, it's wider in the toe, and it's got a pretty high drop. The uh, Cascadia 12s, for any shoe nerds who care, is a 10 millimeter heel to toe drop. Yeah, which is really high in the grand scheme of like standard drops. standard shoes. Sneakers are usually six to tw- uh, to ten. Yeah. Um, that's considered standard. Ten is pushing it. Ten is on the higher end yeah. of that. Um, but my feet just respond more to that because I have a decently high arch. Right. But all in all, they, they were good. They were comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. So what I was, what I'm getting at is that despite getting blisters and losing a toenail, you don't hate the shoes. No, no. I honestly think it was mostly like the only reason I think I'm losing toenails was because a, I could have locked my ankle better the way I tied it. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't really thinking about it with all the race nerves and then, be the mud like my feet were just soaking wet so i couldn't avoid it sloshing around in my shoes even if i wanted to like my feet were just in puddles there's no avoiding friction when you're just like sliding around in your shoes because of the wet Mm -hmm. um so i'm not i'm not mad at the shoes at all if i can run that kind of a race and come out this with so, only like, yeah, a with, couple like, blisters. This, like, literally, I had one blister on my big toe, and I'm losing two toenails. Like, that's yeah. not... I'm not complaining at all. Those shoes performed right. amazing for being new shoes. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was very happy with them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's where we are recovery-wise. I would honestly say that the recovery was way worse than the race. I think that's... Um, I think that's... That's pretty like I've been similar to how a lot of things are. all week. That's how, I mean, that's usually how I am with backpacking or really anything is yeah. <laughs> the activity itself is one thing and it's afterwards that's the worst part. Yeah. I don't think that, I, I mean, I've been sore before. I've had injuries before, but this kind of recovery is something that was a completely new animal to me. And so mm-hmm. it was a learning curve of how do I take care of my body in this situation that I've never been in before. And that was a lot harder than dealing with anything during the race. <laughs> so, so my question, mm-hmm. me, non-runner, uh-huh. I don't, I don't even think the last time I ran, uh, out of choice mm-hmm. was, um, high school gym class. I guess that's a choice. Um, what what it, what would you say to me trying to do a 50k don't think that you can't do it just because because i think i can't right now no i'm telling you i don't think i could <laughs> <laughs> don't think that you can't just because it seems daunting or because you're not a runner most of it's hiking 
So if you think about it in that mindset, you're not running the whole time. I think that's, from what I've learned from talking to other people about it, um, who aren't runners or ultra runners, is that you don't have to run the whole time. You run what's Mm. runnable. You run the flat and the downhill. You don't run the uphill. I mean, if you if you can run the uphill, run the uphill. But if you can't, then just don't because it's not worth it. And I think a lot of people are like me before this um, are thinking if you take a break, if you stop, if you sit down, everyone's going to zip by you and be looking at you funny like you're. Oh, no. Yeah. If people are like, first of all, the like Jim did have to sit down a couple times mm-hmm. because of his back. But people are like, you OK, bud? Like, do you need this? Do you need this? And they offer stuff out of their own pockets. Like, it's a very, it's a very inclusive vibe. It's not competitive, even though it is competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to run the whole time. Right. And no one's going to judge you for yeah. not. Like, especially towards the end, most people are walking. As long as you finish, nobody cares. So is there anything that you wish that you had with you? Or anything that you wish that you didn't take with you? Um... I mean, I brought way too much food, but I wasn't carrying that with me. Mm-hmm. So in hindsight, I wouldn't pack as much food. Um, I'm super grateful that I brought a towel and um, a camp chair and <laughs> just like <laughs> things that you wouldn't think about. Um, and some spare clothes for afterwards. Some spare clothes for afterwards. I think that makes a big that made a difference huge for your difference. morale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only changed my shirt, but even that much was just... right. Uh, worlds of difference yeah um yeah i think just making not bringing as much food but other than that like i felt very prepared Mm -hmm. i felt like i had everything i needed maybe a little over prepared but i'd so much rather be in that position than under prepared yeah go out and run a 50k honestly (laughs) if it's something that you're thinking about it's one of the better decisions i've let people talk me into that's awesome ever yeah well and now you get to say that you did it and you're crazy proud of yourself and it's i think i caught the bug like i really really like like i've already signed up for my next one it's in november (laughs) um i ran three miles yesterday yeah um i don't know it's just so it was definitely worth the recovery it was definitely worth the recovery and yeah. the, the freaking out beforehand. Yeah. All of that just seems silly compared to how good it made me feel. That's awesome. And just like I, I keep saying, the community was really, really a cool thing to witness. If this is something that you want to do or think that you want to do, because for a long time I was the person who would just watch the videos on like REI.com or like on their YouTube channel or like different independent YouTubers or you know, different things of, like, small, mm-hmm. short, like, films about it. Like, REI posted one of these two friends, these two guys who decided they wanted to run 100 miles, and they just documented it. Yeah. And I used to watch those kinds of things all the time and be like, that's really cool. I'm never doing that. That's stupid. At some point, you just got to decide to jump into it. Yeah. Whether, no matter what the outcome's going to be, you just got to do it. And I found it's a lot like backpacking. It's just playing in the woods for a really long time, all yeah. day. You just play in the woods with your friends all day. Yeah. Just having that outlook on it. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. Well, we're coming right up on an hour, so I think this is a pretty good place to wrap it up. Yeah. But that's awesome that you ran your first 50K with no training and <laughs> virtually no experience yeah and you came out alive i did come out alive <laughs> and for my next one i am planning on training for everyone going about it the traditional yeah, way for everyone's yeah <laughs> curiosities um because now i just want to get good yeah that's awesome though well and i'm so proud of you so moral of the story <laughs> if your friends want you to do an ultra marathon you should do it you should do it yeah. Just do it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Love that we tied that back in. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for us. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>